Welcome everyone. This is No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. What's going on everyone? Welcome to the show. I'm your host Kobe Wittick. This is No Need to Argue. It is October 11th, 2018. We are entering week six of the NFL regular season and it is getting very very interesting to see how these games are playing out uh today we are fresh off of just a miraculous performance by drew Brees in the monday night game against the redskins you know he was 201 yards away from breaking the record that peyton manning has held for just about three years now since he left the league and you know the way that he did it was just it was awesome so uh, we'll definitely get into that. Got a lot of fun things. Thursday night football tonight. Big game. Eagles in New York to play the Giants. Uh, Going to be a fun clash there with a divisional game. And then a lot of other really good games this weekend going on. So uh, we'll we'll get right into this here. Definitely check me out on Twitter at no need to A. Uh, we, uh, I put up some polls about the ALCS. And the NLCS. So we got Dodgers, Brewers, and the NLCS, and we have Astros, Red Sox, and the ALCS. Uh, both going to be very, very good series. I'm, I'm excited to watch and see what happens. So uh, check out the polls there. We'll see who wins. And also got a fun one up about the Broncos. Now I know that I had a very serious, serious show with you guys on Monday. And I felt that it was needed, but I'm in good spirits. I'm feeling good. So I definitely, you know, want you guys to check out the Bronco poll up there. Let me know how many games you guys think the Broncos are going to win this year. It is looking very interesting. Next three games are are huge, huge games, and two out of the three are top tier opponents in the NFL. So let's let's jump right into it here. Monday night, Drew Brees, Saints hosting the Redskins. I mean, it is a packed house. For him to be able to break the record in New Orleans was just so cool to watch. And for it to happen the way it did, you know, I think he was down to like 39 yards and gets, you know, like a 50-yard touchdown to Smith. And, you know, for that to take place and the whole place to just erupt and know exactly what was going on. And for Drew Brees, it was really cool to just see the entire game pause. I mean, it was like a full-on timeout for Drew Brees after he broke the record. Everyone, you know, I mean, hugging. You saw fans with tears in their eyes. You know, chance of, you know, Drew Brees and MVP and everything that he's meant to that city is so cool, you know, to see on a grand scale like that. Uh, you know, I thought it was kind of weird when the referee handed him a <laughs> little certificate saying, congratulations, you're the all-time passing leader. And then he, you know, hands the football off to the Hall of Fame president and, you know, he's wearing the white gloves and giving it the treatment. And the best part that I loved about that entire sequence is I'm sitting there watching it and my wife's working on some things and we're sitting there, we're watching the game. And I turn to my wife when he gives the football to the Hall of Fame president and I said, so does that mean that Peyton Manning gets his ball back? Like, do they do they still need Peyton Manning's football when he broke the record and became the all-time passing yards leader? Do they still need that ball in Canton? Or can Peyton Manning take his ball back now and have it replaced with Drew Brees' ball? 
Um, so like I said, I don't know how that all works, but it was such a, such a cool moment to see Drew Brees take it all in all the hugs, you know, he went over, they brought his family down to the field, you know, he got to hug and kiss his kids and embrace his family in that moment. And I think it was really cool how, you know, the referees and, you know, both teams kind of understood what that means to, you know, break that record and to now be the all time leader with the up and down career he's had, you know, the major shoulder injury, the comeback, you know, the Super Bowl after the hurricane and everything else that has taken place in New Orleans, it was really, really cool to just see the entire game just stop and embrace Drew Brees, really give him the moment that he deserves. And I think, you know, Drew Brees is just an awesome, awesome person on and off the field. He works so hard. All the talk about, you know, how short he is and how, you know, quarterbacks that aren't tall and physical and you know specimens in the pocket can't be successful in the NFL yeah on the majority scale sure but you're gonna have players once in a generation that come through and they break all the stereotypes and Drew Brees is one of those and he's done it at the highest level for the longest time really has a great team around him now and I'm just so so happy for Drew Brees so congrats to Drew Brees what a night what a cool way to have it happen I mean in the first half I mean, I don't think anybody thought he was going to throw for 201 yards in the first half. Uh, You know, in the game, it was pretty, like, given. Yeah, he's going to break it tonight. But for him to do it in the first half before halftime and then for them to get the victory the way they did, just blowing them out, defense played great, really was a fun game to watch. And there's no need to argue about that. You know, tonight we got Eagles-Giants. Obviously, a lot of drama going on with these two teams. You know, to start off with the Giants, they draft Saquon Barkley, number two overall. They got Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from his injury, and, you know, he's piping off as always, you know, trying to demand the ball and want to be more involved, which I totally understand. And I think it's good when you have players that are playmakers and want to be more involved and want the ball and want to make plays in the big time moments. I wish we had, you know, a little bit more of that here in Denver with the Broncos, but at the same time I think there's a line that you cross in doing that to be a better team and to make plays and have better results every week versus being very egotistical, wanting your stats, wanting to produce, you know, for yourself and it not really translating to anything. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of how the Giants play this. Obviously, the Eagles are a very, very good defense. Uh, The Eagles right now are second in the league in terms of rushing defense. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what the game plan is for the New York Giants, because obviously Saquon Barkley is having a good year. Saquon Barkley right now is 12th in the league in rushing. You know, he's definitely produced. He's definitely shown why he was worth that second overall pick, uh, making plays on the running game and the passing game and doing some really good things for them. But, you know, overall as a team, the Giants are 28th in the league in rushing offense. So, you know, it's it's there's a lot of things moving around in here. And I know You know, when we start talking about the Eagles, you know, Super Bowl champs, what they put together last year with the injury to Carson Wentz and what Nick Foles was able to come in and do, you know, it really was a, you know, a special year for them. But, you know, at the same time, 
we're not used to seeing a Super Bowl hangover for the team that won the Super Bowl. Usually the team that wins the Super Bowl comes out and has a pretty good follow-up year. I mean, what, in the last 30 years, there's only been back-to-back Super Bowl champs twice, Broncos and Patriots. So, you know, it's not something where, you know, it's kind of easily done to, you know, go back-to-back. But, you know, usually the winning Super Bowl team every year is at least competitive. You know, they try to keep everyone there. They try to get better. They try to find key acquisitions. The Eagles right now are just kind of in a weird limbo, I feel. You know, they started the season with Nick Foles. Carson Wentz was still coming back. Nick Foles, you know, he had some good games. He had some really, really poor games. The team just kind of looks a little off. You know, maybe they're not taking it as serious this year, or maybe they think they're a little better than they are after winning the Super Bowl. But the team just doesn't look like they have that fire that they had last year. And that, you know, like I said, I've said it before, but that grit, you know, they they don't have that itch to, you know, do it after they just won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think Carson Wentz, he's come in, you know, he's played well. I think he's trying to kind of get acclimated back with the system and his receivers and everybody that's involved in that offense. Obviously, they just lost Jay Ajayi with an ACL tear. So, you know, running back is going to be a huge, huge position for them. They signed Jamal Charles, uh, who was a free agent. So they're going to try and see if he's still got a little bit left in the tank. He definitely didn't use anything that he had in the tank last year with the Broncos because they didn't use him at all. So he should be pretty fresh as long as he's kept himself, you know, fit and and in good health. So it's going to be it's going to be kind of fun to see how this Eagles team kind of progresses through the season. How does Carson Wentz kind of come back? Does it take a little while? It looks like it's going to maybe take 3-4 weeks to for him to kind of get back into, you know, his old ways. But I think this team, they still have all the core elements that you need to be successful. And it's just going to take, you know, it's going to take that switch. It's going to take that moment in the year where they realize, hey, this has got to change. We got to get back to the mentality we had last year. We got to embrace that underdog role in the NFL and not be you know, kind of the top dogs and in thinking that way with our mindset, you know, embrace that underdog and, you know, kind of take this thing where you want it to go because it's all on you. You know, I mean, we know that they have a really good coaching staff. They proved that last year in their playoff run, you know, players just got to make plays. And I think that, you know, this game tonight is going to be, it's going to be a big game. Uh, I mean, the, you know, Philly Eagles, you know, lost a really, really close game to Minnesota at home, you know, two points they lost by, and, you know, they dropped below 500 now. And, you know, the Giants, similar, you know, they lost to Carolina by only two points, really, really close game. You know, they're both coming off of a loss, close, tough loss on a short week. Giants are able to, you know, at least be home for this so they don't have to travel I mean, Philadelphia and New York, I don't know if you even count that as traveling, but, you know, Philly still has to travel. They still have to get out there. They still have to get ready to go. You know, this is going to be a, this is going to be a huge game for both teams. You know, they're going to get kind of their little mini buy after the Thursday game going into next week. And Philly, you got to get back to 500. You dropped to two and four following a Super Bowl win. 
you're really going to set yourself behind in this division that's going to be tough anyways. Put yourself in that wild card situation instead of a, you know, division, you know, title. And, you know, with the Giants, I mean, they're at one and four. I mean, this is this game couldn't be more crucial for the New York Giants. They bring in Saquon Barkley. They made some big offseason moves, some big signings. You know, this team was supposed to still, you know, compete. You know, you still got Eli, you got Odell, you bring in Barkley. You know, you make some big time moves on defense. Like, this team is supposed to still, you know, feel good about themselves being in the Eli Manning era. And we don't know how much longer that's going to last. So, I mean, if you drop to one and five tonight, you are, you know, setting yourself for a long, long season ahead that's not probably going to have too many good times coming your way. You know, two and four, hey, you know, they get a win. They're two and four. Philly's two and four. You know, they kind of put themselves back into a little bit of, you know, competitiveness with this division you know, given how it's gone, you know, Dallas is sitting at two and three, they got a tough matchup this week with Jacksonville coming to town, you know, Washington is sitting there at two and two, you know, they just got blown out by New Orleans, they have a really tough matchup this week with Carolina coming to town, so, you know, in all reality, I mean, you know, if Carolina beats Washington, they drop to two and three, if Jacksonville beats Dallas, they drop to two and four, I mean, in all reality, every single one of these teams could be you know, still at or under 500 at the end of this week. And it would be very interesting to see that happen with how competitive this division is, you know, looks on paper and is supposed to be in real life. So it's going to be a dogfight. This division could be, uh, you know, eight and eight, maybe nine and seven winner. And, you know, they're going to be scratching and clawing to get there. But, you know, Philly, you're the, you're the defending champs, man. You got to, you got to show something. And road wins are tough in the NFL, but a championship pedigree team finds a way to get that road win. And there's no need to argue about that. A lot of fun uh, fun storylines that are going be going on tonight. You know, it's on at Fox 630 in the Mountain Standard Time where, where we are here in Denver. So check that out. It's going to be a fun one. A lot of stars. A lot of stars in this game tonight. So, you know, Carson Wentz, Eli Manning. Let's, uh, let's see who leads their team to victory. A lot of other good good games coming up this week that, you know, I'm looking forward to. I think, you know, the first one, I mean, Bucks heading to Atlanta to play the Falcons. You know, Buccaneers are coming off their bye week. They're, you know, coming off of that game against the Bears where, you know, head coach sat up there in front of the media and said every single person on this team should be fired including myself. And then they named Jameis Winston as their full-time starter moving forward. So famous Jameis is coming back. Tampa Bay, divisional game, heading to Atlanta. I mean, this is going to be a big one. The Falcons are sitting at 1-4. The Falcons are sitting at 1-4. I don't think anybody thought that the Falcons were going to start 1-4 this year, but they've had some tough losses. The offense has been special. You know, more times than not, defense has been struggling a lot this year. Their defense is not looking good really whatsoever. You know, they're going to need some big-time plays. You know, Matt Ryan, you know, getting banged up, getting hit around. But, I mean, he's got all the weapons in the world you could ask for. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu. He's got Freeman and Coleman in the backfield. He's got Hooper out there at tight end. I mean, he's got everything at his disposal and they just need to kind of bring together a complete game. So that's going to be, you know, obviously a big one. 
big one for me personally, and I think even across the entire NFL, is the LA Rams coming here to Denver Sunday. It's going to be some some weird weather. We're we're expecting about eight to ten inches of snow. Who knows if it's going to come or not? You cannot predict the weather in Denver. I don't care who you are, but that's what they're predicting. So it could be a really cold, really snowy day. Ground game obviously is you know what you want to travel with and what works best on the road. If you have a good run game, and that is something that these, I mean, both these teams have. I mean. Full force. Denver and, and LA Rams have a very good running game. I mean, Denver needs a win more than anything. I, there's a lot of jobs, I think, riding on you know, this season for the Denver Broncos, as I talked about before. And the Rams, I mean, you're undefeated. You're coming to play a team that's lost three in a row. You're going into their house. It's going to be you know, bad weather. It's going to be chilly. It's going to be cold. You know, Are these California boys going to be able to handle it? up here at mile high. I, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping the Broncos take it to them and, and give it to them in the snow. But uh, let's be honest, it's the it's the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they are, they are a dang good team this year. They are by far, I think, the, the best and most well-rounded team in the NFL, offensively, defensively, big-time playmakers. I, I mean, they just have it all over there with amazing, amazing coaching staff. Wade Phillips, I mean, salute to you, my man. You are you are in Broncos Hall of Fame for sure, and I was sad to see you go, but I know you're going to bring something special with the Rams back to Denver and, and want to get that victory. So big-time game, I think, on Sunday. You know, could be fun to watch with the weather, and it, it's going to be a dogfight. If there's 8 to 10 inches of snow on the ground, it is going to be a dogfight. It is going to be you know, shovels out there every single time out. And I mean, that's football weather. That's what we love. And it's going to be interesting to watch. So definitely keep your eyes on that one. The The biggest game this weekend by far, I don't think there's any question about, you know, the biggest game this weekend. And that is Kansas City heading up to New England to pay the play the Patriots. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, young gunslinger, undefeated 5 and 0 record going to head up to Tom Brady land and try and give it to, you know, the goat. I mean, you couldn't write a better storyline. Obviously, New England is sitting at 3 and 2, but they've been great at home. They're really finding their stride. They got Julian Edelman back and Sony Michelle, what a story he's been. I mean, he's come in with the loss of Lewis uh in the offseason and just shown, "Hey, I got this." You know, I I Bill Belichick saw something special. For some reason, Bill Belichick can find any running back in the entire world and make them as successful as possible in New England. And it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a battle. You know, neither of these two defenses are stellar. This could end up being a shootout where the score ends 40-something to 40-something. But, you know, I think Tom Brady is going to have a little message for Pat Mahomes and going to show the young buck that you know this is still Tom Brady's league and until until he's gone there's uh there's no need to argue about that so fun game coming up that's going to be a blast to watch you know that game on Sunday night in primetime in Foxborough i mean you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better better ending to Sunday than that game right there so Going to be a fun, fun, fun weekend of football. I'm excited. Unfortunately, 
I got news today that the golf tournament I was supposed to play in this Sunday, Bronco pregame tournament, that my dad, my brother, and my man Grant Jansen won. Last year, we are not able to defend our title this year because it was canceled due to all the snow that's supposed to come in Sunday. So, a uh, little bummed about that, but hey, if it's going to be snowy, I will throw something on my Traeger smoker. I will enjoy the games all day long, curled up inside my warm house, and have a blast watching the games. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff going on, and if it's going to be snowy here in Denver, there's not much better things that you could do than staying inside watching NFL football all day long since uh, you know the slopes really aren't open yet anyway. So check it out. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I got my lock and upset pick of the week. So my lock pick of the week, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Cleveland's coming off a big win. They seem to really have their swagger when they're playing at home in front of the dog pound. Chargers are, I mean, they're the Chargers. You know, until end of October, November, December gets here, the Chargers really just don't like to turn it on until, you know, Halloween. So Chargers, I mean, they're 3-2. and two. They're doing well. They're getting a lot of their players back and healthy. The offense is explosive, but that Cleveland defense is playing stellar. I think Baker Mayfield is really getting you know himself kind of tuned into NFL play with his receivers, with his team, everything that's going on, and they're going to be playing at home. I mean that that home crowd they're sitting at two, two and one, and that home crowd could not be happier with the success that they've seen so early in the season from this Browns team. They're going to be fired up. Give me the lock, Cleveland Browns over the Los Angeles Chargers this Sunday. My upset pick of the week, I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Cowboys over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, they're playing good. They got some injuries. But, you know, Dallas, they, they, I mean, in all honesty, Dallas should have won that game against Houston. They really should have. That defense played stellar on the goal line time after time after time against Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. I think that that defense is going to shut down the Jacksonville offense. They're playing at home. They're going to be fired up. They're coming off a tough, tough loss against Houston in the Battle of Texas. So give me Dallas in the upset over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday afternoon. That'll do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check me out on Twitter at no need to a. Let me know what you think. I'm going to hit you guys up again on Monday. We'll go through you got to be kidding me moments of the weekend. We'll see how everything goes. I'm hoping the Broncos have a decent showing against the Rams. And another really big game and a huge shout out to the CU Buffs. 19th overall in the nation. Taking on USC at USC. Fun fact, the CU Buffaloes have never in their existence of CU football ever beaten USC at USC. So big, big game coming. Really will give CU a stronghold on the Pac-12 South and will be a very big win to show the nation that the CU buffs are for real, that we have real talent here, and that we're going to compete big time this year in the Pac-12 and nationally. So CU buffs, go take care of business. Denver Broncos, let's put out a good showing 
show the world that you still got a little bit of swagger left in you. You still got a little bit of fight. You still got a little bit of grit. Dig down deep, end this three-game losing streak, and what a better way to do it than against an undefeated Super Bowl favorite like the Los Angeles Rams. Let's get it done. And there's no need to argue about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll check you out on Monday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you then. Thank you all so much for listening again. Until next time, I'm Kobe Wittick, and there's no need to argue about that.